Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Welcome again to another scintillating Wiffle's Press Box Podcast. I'm Gary Wiffle, and as usual, I'm joined by the one and only Jerry Tapp. Jerry, welcome aboard again. Thank you, Gary. Welcome back again. Well, welcome back to the Arctic Circle. <laughs> I know. You know, after spending some time, first of all, I'm in China. Not that I want to make a big deal of it, but it was like 65 in China when I was there right. for about two weeks. Then last week, I was down in Branson, Missouri, and it was like low 60s, beautiful, you know, come back to Wisconsin. Ah, back to reality. <laughs> so where are you going next? Anywhere that's warmer than here. Chicago, oh. you need <laughs> Sturdivant. Good luck there. Can you imagine somebody listening to this in L.A. and it's named Sturdivant? It's one of the most beautiful unknown cities in America, right? Um, you can say that if you'd like. There you go. Well, uh, for the next uh, few minutes, we are going to be talking about uh, the Green Bay Packers and what a uh, roller coaster season they've had and whether Continue they're... To have. Yeah, and whether they're dead in the water now or if there's, you know, some life left in them. But didn't they say yesterday that they they now have a, a three percent chance of winning the play or making yes, the playoffs? Yes, three percent chance. So that's pretty much dead in the water. They're yeah. on a respirator. I mean, even Rogers uh, has come out and said they they got to run the table five games. Yeah, and even then, there's no assurances that'll get them into the playoffs. In fact, I, I would highly doubt it would get them into the playoffs. That only gives them 9-6-1, which it's tough yeah. to see a, a nine-win team getting in. No, I mean, crazier things have happened, but, you know, just talking about the Packers' situation and what they're facing, you know, we can set the table here. The, the Packers, obviously, are 4-6-1, and one, and if you're keeping track at home, they are in the 10th seed in the NFC, okay, playoff race. Yeah. Top uh, six go on to the playoffs, so they're on the outside looking in. But here's the deal. They could run the table. I mean, it's not out of the question. First up is Arizona, 2-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. Should win that, right? Yep. Then they got Atlanta, 4-7, and seven, both games at Lambeau Field. Right. Then they go to Chicago, and who knows? You know, Chicago obviously is going to play to win, but they could have everything wrapped up at that point, so right. there might not be a lot on the line for them. And then the Packers uh, go to New York to play the they could play the Mets as well as the Jets. I mean, like it really matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That game should be a win. And then they end up with Detroit, and Detroit is one of the most schizophrenic teams in football. I mean, right. they, they have looked good at times, awful at others. But, uh, again, Arizona's 2-9, and nine, Atlanta's 4-7, and seven, Bears 8-3, and three, Jets 3-8, and eight, <clears throat> Detroit 4-7. and seven. So, at least on the surface, they should win four of those games. Without a problem. Fifth yeah. game bears, who knows what's going to happen. But, but even winning four of those games only gives them a, an 8-7-1 record, mm-hmm. which is not going to be good enough to make the yeah. playoffs. So, I mean, you know, you can play the what-if game, you know, ad nauseum oh, here. But, you know, th- theoretically, they, they could have won, in my mind, at least three more games. That would have made them 7-3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, they're so close. I can see why that whole organization is so frustrating. I mean, you know, one play, one penalty yeah, here or there. But I'll tell you, what's got to be really frustrating is Aaron Rodgers and his inability to bring the Packers back. And I look at the game a couple weeks ago against Seattle. 
on that last drive, he has like what was it? I think third and four, mm-hmm. and he just throws. He just misfires badly. Yeah. And any chance of really winning went down the drain on that. And he said the ball's you know stuck in his fingers or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> you're the highest paid player in the NFL. You're a Pro Bowl or a Hall of Fame and waiting quarterback. Games on the line, and it, you have a problem like that. I mean, that was a high school throw that he botched up. And they thought, okay, that's not going to happen for a while again. Well, it did happen uh, again this past Sunday. Yeah. Last drive again. You know, he, he badly misfires on, on one play. And then they had a potential game, or a pass that could have kept him in the game. Right. Devontae Adams. And You're it wasn't the easiest throw, but it's a, a throw that you would expect the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to make. Yeah. And it was way high. Yeah. It just seems, maybe I'm off on this, but his ability or lack of ability to bring the Packers back, you know, in the second half or the fourth quarter in, in which they're trailing is rather mind-boggling, you know, because yeah. you think of Aaron Rodgers as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, in NFL history, and he probably is, but at the same time, his comeback ability has to be questioned, and yeah. I know you're the perfect guy to ask. <laughs> I'm sure you did some research on this and got any numbers on uh, what, what he's yeah, done? Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, just two points to what you were saying. Number one is, you know, we, we you and I talked about this before the, the broadcast, is that we're seeing him miss on some throws that he's made in the past. So, again, I don't know if that's him or if it has anything to do with timing or what it is. But to your point about the stats, I, I did some research on, uh, let, let's look at the Mike McCarthy era. Okay. So some people, people would say, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to 2006. When the Packers are behind going into the fourth quarter, since 2006, the record is 17-58-1. Well, 17-58-1. Uh, that's a 2.30 winning percentage. Okay. If they're behind by seven points or more going into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. their record since 2006 is 4 39 and 1. Oh my god. I mean that, that that's incredible. And if they're behind by more than 10 points going into the fourth quarter since 2006 3 34 and 1 again 092. Oh, those numbers are stunning. Yeah. They they really are. Just so just run by those again. I I got to comprehend those because I, I, I it's hard to believe. Yeah, again, on. I think Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but yet these numbers don't say that. Well, again, if, you, if you're going to point to Rodgers as the reason why they're not winning, he does have to take some of the blame. But mm-hmm. again, since 2006, when they're behind going into the fourth quarter, 17-58-1, a two thirty winning percentage. Mm. That's not very good. Especially for a team that is coached by a guy who's been dubbed an offensive genius by some people yeah. in the past, you know? He certainly was I mean, about five or six years ago. Yeah, I mean, his, his offenses have been high-powered, high, you know, potent. Yeah. But it's really come to light, in my mind, just this season, about how they get behind they can't dig themselves out of it. Yeah. Those numbers, again, they're they, stunning. They've shown themselves, Gary, as a team that cannot play from behind. Yeah. And I know that we look in the over the last couple of years and we think of the Hail Mary passes. Correct. And, Correct. The, and you know, we think of the Packers as a great come from behind team. I, I think the numbers show otherwise. They are not a good play from behind team. No. 
No. And, and we've talked about the, on the previous broadcast too about you know getting off the slow starts. And the, the sad thing, Gary, is that they get into the second half. There's a lot of times this season where they've been in the third quarter where they've either been tied in the lead or only within one score. Mm-hmm. They've been in pro- of the eleven games. They've probably been in all eleven of them. In the pretty quarter. Pretty, pretty close, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and let's look at yesterday. You got that punt that Tremont Williams just botches, which gives Minnesota the ball. They mm-hmm. go in and score. But, you know, he makes that play. Williams catches the punt. Rodgers takes him down. We're talking it's a tie game. Exactly. It's exactly. a whole different game now. That's funny that you brought up Tremont Williams because that was going to be my next little topic here. Okay. I have not been a big fan of his all season. I definitely did not have any any respect for him last week when the Packers punted and he came out after the game and said, "Do you remember that critical situation?" Yeah. On fourth down, and he came out after the game and said that you know they should have went for it. You know, I mean, he was openly questioning McCarthy. Right. And I'm thinking, like, you know what? <laughs> You're lucky to be on this team, and maybe even in the league. You're not that good. If Aaron Rodgers wants to say that, or Devontae Adams, or I don't know, somebody that's well-respected, who is, you know, really good, but for a guy who's barely hanging on, you know, for his career, to come out and openly question his coach is is just mind-boggling. On top of all that, in that same game, I don't remember this, but... Russell Wilson, this is a Seattle game now, down the stretch hit uh, two big pass plays. And who was the offender or the defender on the play? <laughs> Tremont Williams. Right. Okay. So we had that Seattle game where I thought they just exposed him. And it was great coaching by Seattle and obviously uh, heads up thinking and passing by right. Russell Wilson. But now we come to the Packers game yesterday. And the Packers are in the game, and all Tremont Williams has to do is either catch the ball or get the heck out of the way. Yeah. And he stands there like an eighth grader and lets the ball hit him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just a moronic play. And whatever chance they had of winning basically went out the window at that point. But it really gnaws me that a player of his lack of caliber comes out and, uh, you know, just blasts his coach, who is one of the most highly respected coaches in the game, no matter what we think right now. Yeah, let me ask you a quick question. Based on the fact that there are so many injuries that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. how willing are you to to kind of take the woe is us attitude that, boy, look at all the injuries we've suffered and continue to suffer, and if we do, if the Packers end up having a season where they don't make the playoffs and let's say they finish at 500 or whatever, that, that part of what you kind of hang the hat on is that Oh well, we had a rough season because of all the injuries. How willing are you to to kind of throw that? You know what? I, I I don't know how you cannot consider it a factor. Yeah. Especially in today's NFL, where it is such a pass happy league. If you don't have good cover guys or adequate yeah. cover guys, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. And yesterday, they were rattling off some of the names in the secondary, and I guarantee you that the average Packer fan had no idea who these guys oh, were. no doubt. You know, like, where did they come from? Were they drafted? Were they picked up on waivers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a, a, a mixture of guys that maybe some sh- who shouldn't even be in the league. Yeah, you don't and, know. And, and that's a, a tribute to Patton for 
at least making them competitive. But to me, there, there's no doubt it's a factor. Yeah. And when you consider all the close games that they were in, it's got to be, you know, yeah. definitely uh, considered. So can you, so can you take any positives from that? Can you say, you know, look at we were in almost every game, but yet we had all these in. Not not in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I just I'm trying to think of it from the perspective of the fan. Yes. And oh, absolutely. I, I also was reading some Packer fan sites on the internet today. It, I find it interesting how a lot of people are now saying. We need to get rid of our training staff. We need. Oh, to get here we rid go. Yeah, exactly. Our, our strength training. Yeah, and, and, and it makes you wonder. Again, why is there so many injuries to the Packers? Yeah, I, I think there have been teams around the NFL that have had it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, they they keep rolling without you know. Exactly. They, I mean, Gronkowski was out for a, a period of time here, and they just keep rolling. Yeah. And, but it's legitimate. I think it depends upon if you lose your frontline quarterback, I think you have absolutely no chance in the NFL. I mean, you might yeah. get lucky like last year, Minnesota, Philadelphia went with backups right. and, and did you know obviously well. Yeah. But the odds of it happening are slim to none. Right. Uh, the same with secondary on defense. You lose your cover guys, you're just going to get shredded yeah. by by the really good quarterbacks, and, and I think that's what you've seen happen with the Packers. And we've seen it too with their, their offensive line, you know, whenever they've had anybody, yes. anybody of significance in the offensive line that's been hurt and they put in, you know, a, a backup or a reserve. By the way, did you, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but did you see Bakhtiari when he went out Yeah. and Springs came in Yeah. and he yeah. whiffed like nobody has ever whiffed at that left tackle position. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a clue. Right. And I've been kind of a Spriggs supporter. I, I saw him play in college several times, and I saw a tape of him leading up to the draft, and I thought the Packers got a guy that could be potentially a, a pretty good left tackle. Yeah. But he was so out of his element on that one play, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it was. But if you're Mike McCarthy, it's like you're, you're so darn close despite all these issues. You're, you're one play away, one penalty away. Like I said before, you, you yeah. got a chance to have a pretty good season here, but yeah, but that's not going to be the case. No, man. and it's probably going to end up being what ends up getting him fired. I think in the long run. No, oh, you're still there, huh? I think he's out of here. Huh? I think so. I think it's going to happen. I mean, it would take a miracle for me to turn yeah. around. But you know that that goes back to Rodgers again. If Rodgers makes plays like he has had made in the past, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Right. We'd be talking about a playoff team and. Yeah. I feel it's a it's a bottom line business. It can be cruel. It, it doesn't offer sympathy to many people. No, but I mean, my gosh, McCarthy's a damn good coach. I think he's I a mean, good coach. Yeah, his his record, I mean, yeah. speaks for itself. Now they won the big games, gone to the Super Bowl, like you know all these people think. It's hard in the NFL to yeah. keep going. Right. And uh, so, anyways, but I, I will say this: if McCarthy does get fired, I'd be shocked if he wasn't <laughs> with another team within a day or two. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up being a Cleveland Browns head coach. Good call, very good call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I know we're not going to spend the whole program just talking about the what ifs, but you know, the other part of that equation though is you let McCarthy go. Who do you got that you want hired to? take over the reins mm-hmm. you know look at some of the decisions and when they you know they hired ray Rhodes, you know a few years back and they thought that he was going to be you know a solid pick in right. one season and he was gone so i mean are you looking at 
an established guy? How many established NFL coaches well, are out there? And the, the tendency seems to be, let's look at these young guys. Let's look at a young, creative, offensive coordinator type right. person. Right, like a lot of teams have done in recent years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll spend, I'm sure, a whole podcast uh, if this yeah. does, you know, come to fruition and McCarthy's fired. But yeah, sometime in January, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll have to start working out a list. But yeah. I, I, I feel sorry for him. You know, the other thing with Gutekunst, uh, general manager, you were talking about uh, Ray Rhodes getting axed after one year. Gutekunst isn't as cold-blooded or cutthroat <laughs> as Ron Wolf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, <clears throat> you, you might have a grace period here. But the bottom line is, to me, is Rodgers has to perform better in key situations. I don't yeah. care who the coach is. This has happened like four or five games this year yeah. where he's missed big-time throws. And uh, let, let me uh, throw out another stat for you. Um, you know, Cousins in that game yesterday had a pass rating of 129.5. Wow. Which is pretty darn impressive. That's the second game that he's had a passer rating above 125 against the Buc- or the Bucks against the Packers. Right. Well, it could have been the Bucks. Yeah. It could have been the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I was telling you before that of the 11 games that they've played this year, the Packers, I think in six of those games, the opposing quarterback has had a higher passer rating than Rodgers has. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the, in five of those six games that they that the Packers lost. That's in five of those games. The opposing quarterback had a passer rating better than Rodgers. So, you know, and and I know you can't make it. It's not Rodgers against the opposing quarterback, right? But it it is indicative of what we expect out of Rodgers. You know, he we look at him as the (coughs) all-time leader in passer rating. You know, right? A little over a hundred, and and for the whole season he's been at ninety-nine, a hundred and twelve, ninety-two, and he's right around. That number, but you know the the Packers defense is seeing quarterbacks like Cousins and Russell Wilson and some of these other guys come in, mm-hmm. and they're putting up passer ratings of 120, 130. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting uh, to see where Rodgers goes. I mean, his window is probably about five years. I mean, to me, he could play four or five years at a real high level yet. Yeah. And uh, you know, if they do bring in a coach, it better be somebody that's on the same page with uh, Aaron Rodgers because. You'd hope so. Again, I mean, it's, it's no secret. It's a quarterback's league. I, I and, saw a great post today by somebody that Vince Lombardi's grandson. <laughs> take, over. take over. You know what? I I think if the Packers were, like, horrible, like, you know, they were, like, 3-13 and 13 or something, yeah. I could see that happening, you know? Yeah. And they'd roll a dice on the guy. And I'm not, I'm not belittling this guy because no. I heard he's, he's really solid. I mean, yeah. he's a good coach. But I think they're at a stage where, hey, they know they're not that far away. And you got to remember, they got two first round picks, mm-hmm. the, and even their second round picks going to probably be in the middle middle round. So they're going to have three of the top fifty picks, maybe somewhere right. in that ballpark. And then they're going to get rid of a bunch of guys. I mean, I guarantee it. Clay Matthews will be gone. Randall Cobb will be gone. Tremont Williams will be gone. They're going to have a ton of cap space. Yeah. They can go out and get some people. That's if people want to come to Green Bay. Oh, I think they will. I, I do. I, I really believe. I was surprised that Chris Collinsworth made the comments in the game about the fact that Matthews probably. You caught that, that, huh? Yeah. And I, I didn't even call him to tell him to say that. That, that really surprised me. You really don't hear. <laughs> no, you, know, you don't. Broadcasts or analysts, you know, say much about players not being around at the end of the year. But um, you know what? That was a pretty pointed comment. Yes, and. We, 
anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that I think Matthews is gone too. Yeah, I th- I think should have been gone by now. Period. You know, right. not not even wait. I mean, he played okay. You know, uh, the other day. Yeah, but you can't have three good games all season. No. You know, especially when you're one of the highest paid players yep. and you play that position where you're expected to make plays. So, yep. hey, one last thing I want to throw at you. Uh-oh. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, five games left and the chances are slim that they're going to make the playoffs. Let me throw this thing at you. We were talking about draft picks. Would you consider tanking the rest of the way? Lose, lose as many games as you can. It, knowing that the odds of getting into the playoffs are basically over, and say, hey, you know what, we we got to get an impact player. We're not going to get one in the middle of the middle of the draft unless we're really really lucky. If we lose two or maybe even three of the last games, we could be a top ten pick in the draft. I, I'll give you a simple tank answer. or no. I'll give you a simple answer, no. And now I want an explanation to that simple answer. I, first of all, I don't I don't personally believe in it. I, I'm not naive enough to think mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that I, I think the Packers, based on their coaching staff, on the players, Rodgers included, mm-hmm. and their fan base, I don't think would allow it to happen. Um, it's one thing if you play bad and don't win based on the fact that you're losing players who are hurt. Mm-hmm. And the quality of play is not there, and you're playing a lot of young guys. I get that. They're in a position where the Packers are playing young guys who the only reason they're playing is because guys ahead of them are are hurt. But I I just, I'm not a believer in tanking. Yeah, I'm not a believer in tanking either because, like George Carroll once said when he was coaching the Bucs, you're playing with the basketball gods and you don't want to mess with the football gods. But but at the same time, (laughs) my feeling is if they lose, the next game, I'm tanking. Mm-hmm. I don't get to me at that point. What, what what's their? I remember past years going back in Packer history where the Packers wanted to show pride and win games down the stretch, and yeah. it, it killed them in the draft. Yeah, the, I mean the odds. I, I know there's no guarantees that you're going to hit with a top ten pick, but it sure gives you some good options. But you know what, Gary? To be to be honest with you, I guess my question to you would be: What is tanking? How do you define that? I mean, well, taking to me is if uh, all of a sudden you start playing backup offensive linemen, your quarterback has no chance, or Rodgers plays limit limited number of minutes. Yeah. You, you you put yourself in a position. But, okay, and and I and I, under- I understand that because they're going to go in favorites in four of those last five games. Right, right. So, but I, I guess if the Packer, if the management said, listen. We don't think we're going to, you know, let's say they lose the next game or one of the next yeah, couple, yeah. and they're clearly out of the playoffs. And they right. said, you know what? We're going to shut Aaron Rodgers down. He's been hurt worse there than what go. he's been. Exactly. I don't see that as tanking as much as the management making a decision on how they're going to finish well, that's, the that, That's true. That, that's valid, okay? Yeah. But at the same time, it's, <laughs> you're tanking if you're not playing yeah, your best player. Again, you know? I mean, we can, we can yeah, argue about the semantics. Yeah, the semantics. of. I'm just saying if. If management wants to, to tell me as a fan and the fan base, this is the direction we're going to go. We're going to play these young guys. We're going to get Rodgers and let them sit. We're going to get Kaiser some some snaps. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what we got with the rest of our roster. Um, that's fine. I don't I don't necessarily look at it, look at that as tanking. All right. 
There you go. Everything you needed to know about tanking in two minutes or less. <laughs> but you don't even have to look it up. Is right. tanking in your, in your job? Do people tank in their real jobs? Oh, they do. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know. I, I've worked in a newspaper uh, business for a long time, and I saw, never, some, I, I saw some tankers along the way. So <laughs> I won't point fingers at myself. <laughs> Anyways, hey, great stuff. And yep. uh, thanks for uh, stopping by Studio B. Are and, you going somewhere again? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> I'm going to Austin in about two weeks. You see, so. you're everywhere. Hey, you want to take this equipment and just interview people across the country? You got to do it while you can. You know, isn't that pretty profound? I bet you never heard that. I never have. I know. That's that's the beauty of listening to this podcast. (laughs) You learn something. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, (laughs) excuse me. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll be we'll be uh, doing this again next week. And uh, thank you very much for listening in, and we'll see you then. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and WooflesPressBox.com.